Hello, my name is Jameson Oxford, and welcome to Torchlight Tavern. For Christmas, I want him to stop. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. You're listening to a live D&D podcast today. Fuck you. <laughs> I kind of like that intro. <laughs> That's a solid intro. Welcome back to a very special Solstmas season of Torchlit Tavern. Yeah, Today let's I'm get, your Slaymaster. master. What was that, Randall? Let's get Ryan. Let's <laughs> like get we did Ryan. last year. Yes. No, Ryan. Uh, actually, I guys, I haven't heard from him since we said Christmas episode. Have we checked on him? Is he okay? I got it. I got a text saying he's going into hiding until Christmas is over. Yeah, he. he that is legitimately the truth. He's he's he said it in no uncertain terms that he refuses. He kept talking about a yeah, cat. There's- there's that time I saw him at work, and I was like, hey, you can do the Christmas episode? I know he had ten minutes left in his break, and he's up and left. That's true. Uh, so basically, uh, it's our our in-game, in-world season of Solstmas, our non-denominational, non-affiliated Christmas special. Uh, and uh, this will probably run two to three episodes, maybe longer, because I'm bad at like judging that. And uh, But... Because we're out Ryan, and because the main story is in a position that I couldn't figure out a good way to work Christmas into, we're going to do some new characters on a, a little advent- a little solstice adventure. Uh, my first hero to my left... We don't have any heroes here today. Yeah, we'll talk about that next. <laughs> and uh, to his left is uh, Randall who normally plays the good boy, Dylan. Uh, but today, uh, I will be playing Tyrannus Fallen Son. Uh, I'm just here to do a job, and I just want to get the fuck out of here. I don't really much like the holidays. And Why are you, Tyrannus? Oh, no, fuck so, that. In- introduce yourselves. We'll introduce your characters soon. You wait. You hold your horses, Tyrannus. <laughs> All right. But, but what is Tyrannus? After you too. This is Strana. You sit back in the wings. <laughs> ah! Little fucking lizard. Yeah, I quit. He 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 made a kabold, ladies and gentlemen. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that I had planned, I now know is suspect. Yeah. To his left. It's oh. you, Strana. Oh, oh, I get to come back. No, no, no. no Strana comes back. You put that fucking kabold in the box for as long as I can. All right, very well. This is Strana once again, uh, back with Torch of the Tavern. We're doing a Christmas episode. This time, I will be playing the kobold Grio, a book-packed warlock with an uncanny ability to cast cold spells. He might also be stab-happy, I don't know for sure, certain, but they tell me that he can read anything and everything. That said, you never know what actual steps you might follow, because he might be at the end of them. That said, to my left is yet another person. Hello everyone, I'm Mitch. Today I'm not playing Bruce. Instead, I'm going to be playing Gary, who is the sh- dark shaman of the Winter Father Lord, the Krampus. And today I will also be playing a warlock because I have conspired against our DM here and set mm-hmm. terrible things in motion. Yeah. But I will not be a book packed. I will be a chain packed, allowing me to do the most terrible things. Create more NPCs. Uh. And to my left... To his left, it's your favorite. It's your boy. It's yeah. your man, Jeff. Yeah, all of us. <laughs> Coming back again. And of course, today I will not be a gentleman nor a skeleton. But today I will be a shifter. A shifter by the name of Argum. 
Argrim. I'm a warlock. Let's have some fun. So many warlocks. Got a lot of warlocks. We're all warlocks. Today. You, you guys. This is a warlock heavy <laughs> session. You're lucky Ryan wasn't able to make it. He was gonna play a warlock with us. I got uh, it. We got him to come back. He wanted to. He wanted to do it just to fuck you. <laughs> just to fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I got but you, Ryan. The, the the wounds that I left in him are so deep that you couldn't even convince him to come back. Uh, so sadly. Also, in case you're curious, it's a fey pact. We're all fey pact. Yeah. So as I said in. Yep. Uh, Enjoy of Christmas. I am your sleigh master. These are my my warlock and paladin uh, oh, players. Yeah. Yep. Because in typical uh, solstice, good feely fashion, I told them all to make villains. And because, I did. Yes. They, they made bad guys. I wanted them to make bad guys for the game, but Mitch took it as a bad guy for Jay in general. <laughs> I did. And he got the whole team on his side. That's the last yeah. time I let you get, like, more than a day advance. Uh, <laughs> we had this ready with the first day. <laughs> yeah, it, to be it, was, fair. it was bad that way, yep. yep. This plan sprung into action within about four hours. Uh, the conspiracy is unstoppable. Yeah. Classes picked out. <laughs> yeah. We were ready. Without further ado, and I guess we can let the fucking kabold out of the box now. Yay! I don't, don't want to. <laughs> well... So scene change. A a drift of falling snow wipes across the screen, and we open up on a frozen tundra. Deep, deep north in the land of Shar. So far north that no one can can travel there because the land is just too barren of all life. What's up, Mitch? I have, a, I have an important setting question. Um, the snow drift and the scene change. Is this like... 60s animated Christmas special. Are we talking uh, OG Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with the, the like crappy CG yes. or the crappy claymation? Like, what's our what's our feel here? Oh, definitely old school Rudolph with the cra- crappy CG. Yes, that's okay, the one. Okay, just yeah. want to make sure. Are we, are, any more interruptions? Uh, yeah, no. but I have to wait for you to start talking again. Ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Merry uh, Christmas, yeah. everyone. <laughs> All right, happy Solstice. All right, so. During the time of the Solstice, all four moons align, and the balance of fairy power shifts to winter. At this time, in a tower located at the northernmost tip of the world, a group of powerful warlocks in league with a powerful winter fae gather together to pool their power. At the first dawn of Solstice, a powerful artifact is called back into the world and recharged by their combined might. All of their power and energy is siphoned into this item, and through it, their cold master enters the world to spread the solstice ritual of bounty once again. After the ritual is complete, a bag of holding is created. But not just any bag of holding. The bag of holding. It is the sack. A device the lord of solstice not only uses to enter the material plane, but to manifest every gift he will deliver. It is a powerful relic of pure creation, and in the wrong hands could be used for all manner of devious mischief. The tower is well hidden, and the warlocks powerful beyond measure. But their secret is that for a full day after the creation of the sack, the warlocks will be powerless, only defended by a handful of defenders and winter court fay. While they are powerless, they celebrate with a party. A party you will crash. You have been hired by a man named William Clay to steal the sack. During this time of weakened opposition, you have one night to get the sack before the Lord of Solstice uses it as a portal to the material plane. 
after which he will be here and you will have no chance against him. Clay has provided you with transportation near to the tower, and disguises as winter court tufts, so you may begin your assault quickly and quietly. You have been told to kill anyone between you and your goal. The tower stands before you, a large, perfectly round pillar of shining white, wrapped in a perfect stripe of deep red. The North Pole Tower, home of the Solstice Elves and Warlocks of Eight Reigns. And so we begin with you guys stepping out of a a, a rift in the fabric of reality, uh, stepping out onto fresh, powdery snow, because it can't melt out here. Uh, you're in the middle of a light blizzard, and as you guys step through the portal, I'd like you guys to describe your characters. Oh, oh, Grio. Grio is, is trying to leap and bound over Snowdrift, very much stuck below Snowdrift, Grio is. Help! Help! Very white, Grio is. Very white. With brown speckles! So, uh, the... Seeing the small lizard cobalt thing falling into snow drifts left, right, and center as it tries to hop out of the fresh snow, uh, a large Osimar with, uh, gray skin reaches down and picks up the lizard and keeps pulling him out of the snow only for him to keep falling in. He's wearing, uh... Like patchwork armor that's been smithed together out of old pieces of fallen. Let's say let let's let's pretend they're allies. Let's just pretend he had allies once upon a time. Yeah, absolutely, it, absolutely. We'll, it's, we'll a, continue, it's a complete we'll get, lie. But that's a gift I'll give to you. I'll buy that. Yeah. Oh, oh, you want you, you serve a seat? Carry me much ways? Yes. Or uh, <laughs> and he oh, just, good. He just picks him up, puts him on his shoulder. Excellent. <laughs> behind behind you too. I do little hop. Uh, I make seat. Oh, Jesus. The gobble hops up and summons water below it, then casts Cone of Cold, instantly freezing it into a chair, which it then sprawls upon. He just saddled you, my dude. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> you know, I almost took the sleep spell. I almost did it. This could have been my moment of revenge against everyone. Jay, the world, the party, but I didn't. That's your I gift to us. You to know that. I'm glad that we're getting the gifts that's, out of the way. Yeah, that's my gift. That's the gift <laughs> I've given to you. I didn't take sleep, and I could have. Okay, so what does your character look like? A seven-foot-tall, lanky figure, cloaked in an old, torn, ragged cloaks, comes shambling through the portal afterwards. Uh, if you want to envision his attire, it's somewhere between post-apocalyptic and South African garb, and a bugbear creature comes through with a odd spear, several ornate daggers, multiple bags of things. And Gary looks to the kobold and says, Again with your snow play. <laughs> who, who is this? And the and the uh, oddly looking man gestures to the Asimar. We don't abide his kind normally. I'm hired. I ran on shoulder. It is okay. Want to play snow games now? And then you see a... And I rolled this, guys. I totally rolled this. Do you it. see a six foot ten... <laughs> a six foot ten man uh, who's relatively thin walk in. He's in, uh, in studded leather armor uh, with a, a crystal dangling around his neck. Gaunt and and shifty looking he comes up and, and introduced himself I'm old 
I'm Argum. It's a pleasure. The, uh, the, the wind from the blizzard hits uh, Gary, and his tattered cloak blows back and reveals smoldering armor as uh, smoke and flames churn over his studded armor. It's nice to meet you, Argum. Good to see you again. Ah, uh, yes. You again, huh? What fun we'll have. Oh, I brought my yes. pack. What fun. Let me talk about how uncomfortable Mitch's character is and how much of a good front he's putting up. With smoldering armor in the middle of a mild blizzard, he's just damp. He's <laughs> <laughs> just constantly damp. Yes. And constantly so... Damp. He's angry. Uh, also, you see on my back this big backpack that looks real just stuffed full of stuff. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we're both loaded. It's... Oh, what you have there? Toys. I like toys. I scrambled down from my perch and tried to crawl up you. I rolled up a five, who? Jay. Uh, who are you crawling up? Who's ever closest, yes. I believe that is me. He tried to scramble up the one with the toys, I believe. So he's trying to scramble up Jeff. Uh, with a five in the sheer size that Jeff has described, because Mitch and Jeff are ridiculously tall, uh, you, you, you may get to about knee height, and you're just clutched to his knee like a... Like an angry little gremlin. As he makes it to my knee with this angry little uh, gremlin, I hand him a dagger. I reach into my bag and hand him a dagger. Oh, Lord. (laughs) I put it in my backpack. Uh, As the last of you mercenaries step forward, from the portal behind you steps forward a man that you know as William Clay. He steps forward and he is dressed in a old-fashioned suit, uh... Honestly, similar in the way that maybe our gentleman, Mr. Grimm, dresses. Uh, he steps forward, no hat though, and from him come uh, an assortment of a few more hired toughs and bullies that he has with him. Uh, a few of them are carrying a very large crate, uh, which he has not told you about yet. And he points about a few hundred yards forward to the large tower that I described in front of you. And he says, let us go. On the bottom floor, you will find a couple of security guards. They shouldn't see you as a problem. And he waves his hand and a glamour goes over everyone and you all start to look like uh, basic winter court fairies of the appropriate size. So, uh, Grio, you look like a red cap. Uh, you two look like abominable snowmen. Uh, how tall are you, Randall? How tall is Tyrannus? I didn't know I needed to put a number to it, but he's really fucking tall. He's really fucking tall. So we've got three yetis. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we'll make make you a a winter Aladdin. And, because that that fits with the armor and everything. So playing a bugbear, turning me into a yeti, I basically just go white. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Very small change. Yes. And uh, everybody else sort of takes on various glamours as well. And he says, when we go in there, they won't realize that you are an enemy until you are close enough to attack. I want you to take them out quickly and as quietly as possible. Quickly, that is my specialty. So, it doesn't take you guys long for before you're at the doors to the tower. Uh, And once you get close enough, you realize that most of this tower is made out of solid sheets of clear ice that form windows that nearly circle the entire place. Uh, And when you get to the front door, the security guards look up. And there's just one single uh, Eladrin archer sitting behind a desk filled with prisms and ice that he seems to be watching, and he looks up and he puts down a book, and he nods to you guys with a quizzical look on his face. What do you guys do? I nod back. You, you, you are still outside of the tower. 
What is uh, stopping us from entering the tower? Like, uh, can we not just walk in, or...? The door is locked, because oh, okay. you are hitting this place at night. Okay, okay, got it. So he's outside. Yeah. It, it, so he said we have to take out the guards quickly and quietly? Ideally, yeah. He, he says not to make a ruckus so soon. It'll make, okay. it'll, it'll make your job harder. And as far as you can see, there's only one guard at this point. Hey, what's our time frame? Do we perceive that we would be able to rest during this operation, or...? Uh, you have one night. It's one whole night before the Lord of Solsmiths uh, comes out of the sack that you are trying to steal. And just for just for pacing, how is it that warlocks restore their spells? I, I don't recall. You only need an hour rest. Got it. Hold person. Uh, can you? Is it line of sight? Right. Yes. Okay. Sixty feet. Uh. All right. So Gary. Walks up to this. Before you potentially make a strange call, I did tell you that it is locked and you're supposed to get in quietly. Uh, Before he does that, (laughs) I'm going to walk up. Okay. We're meant to enter. He he, he holds his hand to his ear like he can't hear you. We're meant to enter. Uh, Roll a persuasion. Okay, Jay. Is he under something of ice? Is he under something that is ice? A tower. This entire... (laughs) building appears to be made of ice. Uh, I just rolled a 22. Alright, so he's closing his book and he comes up to the door uh, and he swipes what appears to be a uh, strange badge and a small beep happens and the door lock disengages. And he cracks it open just a bit and he's like, ah, can I help you guys? Sorry, that's not Um, solstice enough. Excuse me, can I help you guys? Uh, I think everyone who was invited to the party is already here. We're here for the sack. Um, but we brought party favors. He, when you guys say that you're I, here for the sack, I he quickly, tries to shut the door. Can I quickly <laughs> shut the? Can I quickly grab the door? Can I get yes. a, a reaction adjustment there? Or yeah. Something? Go ahead and roll reflex because he's trying to S- slam the door quickly. Sedex. Yeah. Is the door made out of water? Yes. Have, it is made of ice. Proficiency. <laughs> uh, homeboy better make a wisdom save fifteen against the whole person if he wants to shut anything. Okay. Uh, wisdom save. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I've. Is that dex? Is that a flat dex or like an acrobatics dex? Dex, probably. Yeah, just a flat. Uh, it's a reflex. It's a dex okay. reflex. Sorry. Old. Yeah. Uh, so that's a uh, twelve. Uh, okay. So well, nice get flex, your Jeff. twelve. Get your foot in the door. Uh, because before he can really shut it enough, he comes to a sudden and abrupt stop like a television screen that has frozen because uh, because Gary's hold person takes effect. Uh, so the door is just open enough for you to get your foot in. You get your foot in, and he is not moving. You also see no sign of anyone else because he has not raised an alarm. I wrap him up with rope. Gary steps forward, and he slides his Ilqua from the tip of the blade all the way to the haft of the handle through the elf's gut. Hey, a large oh. spider... What? Chitters out. <laughs> ah, the Ilqua. The, the weapon is a three-foot blade on a three-foot handle. So Gary runs Jesus him all the way Christ. through, and a large spider skitters out from under his cloak and begins to chew at his carotid. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I guess I don't need these ropes. I wonder what Gary he has just on whispers, him. shh, sleep. I, I don't think that's sleeping. He does not sleep. He dies. (laughs) I reach into my giant backpack. I pull out a book. I open a book. The book, if you were to read it, says, uh, it says, 
texts of those who follow and uh, poorly written on it. And I go, it is appropriate that I say sometimes cold is too cold. And I close the book and I put the text away <laughs> and I walk in. Uh, Gary lays the elf to the ground to the side and casts Create Bonfire. Are you getting rid of all the blood? Because that'll be important. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm Clay, getting rid of the blood, the witnesses, and the evidence. Uh, Clay, uh, William Clay steps in the doorway behind you guys as you are cleaning up the mess. And two of his larger tufts are pushing a large sled with the crate on it. And they enter the room and he looks at you and he says, well done, Mr. Gary. Uh, I was going to comment on the bloodshed, but it seems you've already cleaned it up quite nicely. Tyrannus, help I secure... Even, I don't even know what the fuck I say after all that. <laughs> <laughs> I hired you because you told me you were a vicious man. Do you, are you uncomfortable with other vicious men? No, I'm just surprised how quickly that escalated. I don't recall that being the order. I thought we were supposed to get in close first. Well, He said we could eliminate everyone between us and the objective. So I did. I'm okay with that. I'm just a bit surprised because you guys kind of fucked up a lot. <laughs> yes, you did play it. You you did go go very, rather quickly. It kind of defeated the purpose of me casting the, the, yeah, the illusion spell on all of you, but still, I, I all's well that ends well. I pull out the book out of my bag. I open it up again and I, I read from it. All snowflakes are different. I closed the book, put it back in my backpack. You guys, okay. you guys kind of just fell uphill on that one, I'm going to be honest. Anyway, uh, I can tell that you guys are going to need a little help, and the two tops have been cracking open the case. And inside, uh, you see several strange devices that are new to you all. These are state-of-the-art machine wands, a powerful item that fires magic missile. Uh, and he throws to you guys all a strange version of a wand that comes with a stock and a trigger, and uh, and it looks like several wands on a swivel. Remind me to sketch this later. Oh I'll my god. <laughs> <laughs> These are state-of-the-art machine wands, a powerful item that fires magic missiles at fifth level, usable by anyone. I expect that you, this will make your job even easier. Uh, also, each of you take these, and he reaches into the crate, and on, along the side, he tosses you each a superior healing potion and a stone of sending that bears a strange knob on it. Those stones are multi-channeling. I had Theodore make them so that he could listen in on the Winter Court communications, and a small, ice-like, speckled gnome kind of waves at you all. Uh, now, he nods to everybody. He kind of addresses his whole room, so one of you can take this job if you wish, but you don't have to. Now, one of you stay here and watch the front desk, make it look natural, and I'll he looks at the body that he was about to say hide this body, but he says, and once again, well done, Gary. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hold the front desk, because I get the feeling these guys uh, won't make it look natural. <laughs> you did just light a fire off in here. You, you know, just my point. I'll make this right. <laughs> It doesn't matter how it looks if there's no one to see it. He, re- he re- reiterates that while no one's here really to guard this place, should they get an alarm out, a contingent of Winter Court will arrive to aid them, and we do not want that. And he glares at you guys in particular, and he's like, so try to be careful, Actually, at least in this initial assault. Do you want me with you, or do you want me to stay down here? I'll ask you, boss, because I'm not really I'm sure how the fuck to do this now. That depends. Are you the guy who's willing to go to the 12th floor? I mean, I'm down for whatever you pay me to do. <laughs> he turns to Tyrannus and he says, Actually, I have a job for you that I think you're well suited for. Uh, you and the one with all the gadgets. Autumn? Which one of us? 
Ogrim. Ogrim. You and Ogrim go, and he gives you a map of the tower, and he says, go to this room in the basement floor, and I need you to cut the ley lines. I need them to be discommunicated from their communications. All right, boss. If that's what must be done. I reach into my bag, pull out my book, open the book. No fire can burn ice. Click. Oh, close Jesus it. Christ. <laughs> uh, and he says, the rest of you... Put the book back away. As soon as you're done with that, and this will take... Uh, depends on how what you choose to do, but it can take up to uh, five rounds to complete this. Uh, if you... Depending on what you do. Uh, the rest of you come with me, and uh, you guys move to the elevator shaft that is in this tower and he hits a button and a elevator which none of you have ever seen before arrives to pick you all up all right Algrim, let's go cut the lines may as well most definitely let's us go my scaly friend there are things to be done so while they wait for the elevator, that actually gives you guys a couple of rounds uh, head start. So Tyrannus and Agra move down the stairs to the basement level where you find a series of tubes uh, that seem to be wrapped around these glowing purple ley lines that I've described uh, to the gentleman, Mr. Grimm, before. They seem to be contained and going to a fuel source, which it you've never seen ley lines controlled and used before. But they seem to have expertly used them as a form of energy or connection to boost what looks like a telecommunications relay. Or at least, that's what I would call it if this wasn't D&D. <laughs> you mean an extended scrying double connectivity? I do. Alignment? That's exactly what right. I mean, Mitch. Thank you. Yeah? Some shit like that? Yeah. Oh. Quite sure. strange. Surely this, this is a multi-plan. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this before. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's like, I, I I grab my gun and push myself in a pose upon your shoulder. Cool. I'm not looking at the elevator right Ooh. now. <laughs> the footsies in are the warm. Basement. <laughs> All right. So meanwhile on the elevator. How did this fall apart so far? Like... I let him make a fucking kabold. <laughs> go bold. <laughs> go, go bold or go home. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, like I said, uh, so back in the basement. I'll pull out my book. <laughs> God damn it! You got you got to do this all a lot. Oh, naughty to serve a beating. Yeah, you, you, put the book away. You got to do this a lot, I guess. Uh, do you know how Please. to cut this shit? I summon my packed blade, which is a glaive. All right, Let's do. Uh, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. I pull out, I, I pull out my battle axe. Let's fucking go. <laughs> uh, may, 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 what, both of you make perception checks. All right. So we have uh, Stealth Optional, the Murder Warlock, and the Brute Squad. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm very sneaky. Anyways, seven. Oh, wait, I don't know what what to add to that. Uh, Wisdom, basic. A number. Uh, My perception, that would be 15. Uh, Just before he's... 12. So as he's uh, leading back with his glaive, Tyrannus, you notice that... Uh, un- there are several ice tubes with ley lines going down them, but there's also one solid metal one uh, that seems to have that seems to bypass everything, and it looks like it is designed to set off an alarm if these are cut it without it being cut first. I grab his elbow, like as he pulls back. Hold on, fail safe. Uh, and um, so you guys will need to figure out how to cut through that. Oh, that's easy. Smite. Okay, you're just gonna smite it. 
Detected. Do you know how strong this fight is? The paladin cast detect okay. ground. Unfortunately, the pipe was between the paladin's axe. All right, and the roll, ground. Uh, roll your smite damage. It's in a, in, it's not moving. So, hold on. No, I might actually have like uh, a fire okay. smite to help this. Uh, if hot cocoa doesn't come out of the pipe, I'm gonna be disappointed. With it you. will now. No, actually, that's not as strong. I'll just do a fucking regular okay. smite. I got this. You say so. Ooh, that's not bad. Uh, all together with the with the smite damage, my battle axe damage, and my mod, it's uh, 31 points of yeah, damage. Yeah, that'll do it. So you shear that off, and uh, out of it is just a spray of uh, red and green glitter and the smell of hot cocoa as you sense the energy kind of die out to that tube, but it sputters out and it makes those sensations. Uh, you may now... Cut the rest of the lines. Cut. All right. Now we cut How the How many rest. attacks do you guys have per round? Uh, I have two. Okay. It will take at least, unless you roll a crit, one attack per line. So. All right. Okay. Well, do I have to roll to hit? Not really. I'm just asking how many rounds it will take you to get through them. Uh, I think I only have one attack. Okay. Yeah, I think Warlocks don't. So uh, with one additional round, we get them all. Basically. So you're down, it took you like three rounds total. So yeah, you guys, uh, you guys do that without much of a hitch. Uh, you cut the power, and you guys start heading back upstairs. Uh, to you'll have to call the elevator because it's already left without you. But the other guys are arriving at the top. So back in the elevator, you guys, uh, he's giving you a brief. Dis- Who's with us? Uh, it is William Clay. It is you. It is Grio, and it is uh, the handful of tufts he's brought along with him. Uh, so there's a few of you, and then as he, he's going up, he's giving you the brief rundown on how to fire your machine wands and letting you know that they shouldn't run out of ammo, that you should have plenty for the night. Uh, following that up is he, he, he tells you to turn your sending stones to the correct channel, and then he says, when we get up here, there's going to be a group of people having a party. When he tells me to uh, turn the sending stone to the correct channel, uh, Gary rubs the knob and says, "Is that is that good, or do I need to rub, uh, do more?" No, that's that's that's, that's quite enough. And stop making so much eye contact with me. So, so let me see. This 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 works. You can you can turn it this way. You can turn it that way. And as you guys dial that in, uh, Augum and Tyrannus, your sending stones pick up what's going on in the elevator. <laughs> so you guys can technically communicate now. We're on so, our way I uh, pull out my book. Oh, God damn it. If naughty is your path, coal will be your gift. I close my book. Okay. Well, what he's saying, bosses, we're done down here. We're on our way up. So, yeah, so he tells oh, you. Oh, they're done. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Not everybody needs a line. All right. <laughs> so many of you. All right. So, as the... Uh, too many goddamn warlocks. Uh, Fuck your warlocks. Yes. Uh, definitely going to need that from Randall No, today. that line is reserved for Jay on this episode. I don't know, man. I technically statted more warlocks than you did. <laughs> so, at, yeah. He says that at the top of this, the warlocks of eight reigns will be powerless, but they still have a handful of security. Um, I expect there to be... Red caps and elves. Uh, so quickly uh, incapacitate them. The rest of them I do not expect to put up much of a resistance. So there should be no need to kill them. We may need hostages and we may need people to talk. Because there is one last bit, and he nods at the gnome, that we need to get from their leader, Joseph Dasher. 
And as he finishes that, the elevator doors ding and open up. And on either side of the elevator, as you step out, are two red caps who glance at you guys and immediately reach for their weapons. And red caps, in case anyone doesn't know what they look like, are short, dwarf-like creatures with big bristly white beards and uh, little red Santa hats. Uh, but they're also wearing iron shod shoes. Uh, each you one mean of them. Garden gnomes. Very much so. Yes. But, you know, with the little tassel on the top of the head, because this is Solstmas. Ah, their ceremonial seasonal garb. Yes. And, uh, basically, roll initiative as these two red caps draw weapons. Each of them stand ten feet on either side of the, uh, doorway, and in front of you is a large party in full swing. People with food and drinks in hands, having a good time to seasonal music as you roll initiative. Well, I'm slightly distracted, and so I only have initiative nine, as I study this newfangled device that's in my hand. He's still rubbing the fucking knob, isn't he? Of course he is. It's like, I like investigating things with Arcana, so yep. Alright, so Strana's got a nine. Who's up? Who else? There it is. Do me and Jeff roll, or do I got to roll four? Uh, yeah, you're going to need to roll, because you're, you're, you're probably going to want to get into it as soon as you can, which means you've got to... Move. 21. I'm leaving you guys. We'll start this at the bottom of the elevator. The elevator will take a round to get back to you. 21. Three. I rolled 13. Okay. Do they have the same kind of uh, repeating wand devices that we have? Uh, or similar? They actually only have uh, your basic, uh, let's call it a pistol, which is a warlock blasting rod. Okay, they just have basic blasting rod. Actually, the, 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 point red, is the red caps are armed with, with melee weapons. Oh, okay. So th- technically, technically they're quiet weapons that um, they're using. They're fairly quiet, yeah, because it's just magic missile. Okay. I got an eight. Uh, an eight. Okay. And that's that's everybody. Okay. Uh, so the initiative will be. Uh, let me let me get in the habit of saying and writing your name. It's Grio. No, no, you're you're Gary. Gary, spelled G O R I. Oh God. G O. R. Gory. Got it. No, Gary. It's a dialect thing. Uh-huh. Gory. Uh, Gary. <laughs> um, Ogrum? Ogrum. Ogrum. I fucked that up. Too late. And A-R-G-A-U-M. A-R-G-U. Red caps. <laughs> Jeff also fucked that up. What else? <laughs> yes, I did. It's just a shame that I have already committed to fucking this up. <laughs> I I took the stairs. Okay, that's fair. Uh, it'll still take you... You'll get there ahead of Tyrannus if he takes the elevator, but you will get there. Cause you move quick, right? Oh, uh, very. Yeah, okay. Talk. Tell me what your speed is in a second. Uh, so he the, sees the elevator comes down and goes, nah, I can run faster than that. I'm going to delete all this and I'm going to say, okay, so our initiative is... The initiative will be uh, Mitch or Gory. Gary. 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 Oh, for fuck's sake. Ogrim. The, it's written right there. The red caps, the wood elves in the back, uh, Grio, and then Tyrannus. So, Mitch? Let's get this party started. What does Gary do? Uh, the two red caps turn to you guys as the doors open and they scream. Oh, oh, they scream. They fucked up. Now they made it messy. They say... Now they made it loud, they, yeah. They, they both turn to you and they say, Hark at thee! That sound... I take offense to that. Fucking new Go. guys. That's the order, so. Yeah, I'm waiting for Mitch. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, uh, 
Okay, yeah, I had to check a spell to make sure I wasn't going to frag the entire party, which I would have, so I didn't do that. I was going to thunderstep, but that would have killed everybody but the people I meant to hurt. Uh, they would have been in it, because they're only ten feet away from you. <laughs> so, uh, instead, the large spider skitters out from under Gary's tattered cloak and returns to its true form of a small imp as Gary casts Summon Lesser Demons and spawns two more imps on top of the redcaps. Okay, those are going to take your initiative. I believe they get to go. I believe so. I don't think they do the summoning sickness thing no, anymore. No, no, that's not a, that's not in this. Yeah, I think they just do. So roll attacks with them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they attack and stuff. Go ahead and do the next round. I gotta dig back up the. Uh, the sc- I tried to screenshot it last night, but the page is like fourteen fucking windows long. So give me a second to bring up the stats. Okay, Ogram's turn should be fairly simple. Yeah. How far do you move, Ogram? At full move, that's what, three times or two times? Uh, unless you have something that allows you to dash as a bonus action, then you just move and you de- you take the dash standard action, which allows you to move twice. So twice. Uh, that's uh, 70 feet. Okay. Yeah, that's going to put you... Uh, we'll, we, we can put you in the action because you have more speed. You're just shy of the top of the stairs, which means that if you move your amount, you'd be just within melee range of... Actually... Uh, let's say one of the elves that are toward the back of the room, but you took the stairs. So you'll be near one of them. If You you can either choose to join the rest of your group, or you can go the opposite direction around the party and attack the archers in the back. Well, your, your turn's gonna be over this time, but I mean next round. Unless you have a bonus action. Alright, Mitch, finish your round. Yep. So the uh, the three imps move... Well, two of the imps move forward oh, to attack. I one of them I do have a bonus a action thing. Uh, Sorry. It's technically on. not your turn, though, so I'm gonna finish Mitch. Sorry, I'm not used to reading monsters. Fucking... Okay, uh, what's the hit? Is the hit above 17? Uh, to hit the red caps? Uh, no. They only have a 13 armor. Each, the first red cap takes 4 damage, the second red cap takes 6 damage, and they each need to make a DC 11 con save, or take 3d6 poison damage. So what was the total damage so far? Uh, 4 and 6. 10... Separate ends. Oh, separate ends. Okay. So four, and then they both need to make con saves. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that one, and that's success. So one of them is very, very poisoned. What do they take? Uh, 3d6 poison damage. Oh. That's six. Okay. That's seven. Eleven poison damage on the one that failed. Okay. And it's uh, five poison damage on the one that succeeded. Okay. Nice. Okay. Uh, Fifteen and eleven. Okay, so it is now... Okay, so what's that bonus action you wanted to take, Agram? Uh, nah, I, I have it, but I don't necessarily... Like what's the most powerful looking thing in this room? Uh, you... N- Fucking Gary. You, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know that the, the warlocks would normally be, but they're completely powerless at the moment. They have no spells or abilities. Uh, the most powerful things in the room are technically the red caps. Uh, or... Yeah. Every, you, you know from what uh, you were told that everyone who isn't security should basically be powerless for you today. Okay, cool. Yeah, then I'm not going to even bother with my bonus section right now. Okay, so we will move on to Red Cap's turn, right? Yes. So, the Red Cap, uh, one of the Red Caps who got poisoned immediately turns on your little imp. What is it, an imp? Uh, yeah, Jay, they're ten feet away, right? They are, yeah. Um, it, it is also of note that Gary closes distance, so Gary is centered between them now. 
Okay. So you're like five feet away from each one? Yes. Okay. All right. So one of them turned, the one who got severely poisoned, uh, hits, tries to hit your imp. What's his armor class? 13. Okay. That's one hit. He makes three attacks. That's a miss. That's a crit. So he, Damn. Yeah. So he's going to do two. Uh, that's nine and then another 18. So he's dead. Yeah. He kills one imp. Uh, the other one ignores his up, just brings it with him, and tries to dash forward and give you the iron boot treatment that these guys have. Redcap moves up to its speed to a creature it can see and kicks with its iron boots. The target must succeed on a DC 14 dexterity saving throw. Okay. Does he have a minimum distance he has to make for that? Nah, it just says moves up to his speed. Okay. So. Dex save? Yep. I'm good at that. All right. And he dashes forward and he says, It's one of them cram pussies! Get him! Shit. I'm not good at it. Oh my god, Nate. All right, then you take 20 damage and you are knocked prone. <laughs> I'm almost dead. I'm, I'm riding his shoulder just to note, so oh. what's happening? <laughs> uh, you need to roll a deck save. You won't take the damage, but you may be knocked prone. Uh, dex. 11. 11. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's not enough. You and uh, Gary are both prone as the three archers in the back of the room uh, draw bowstrings and fire upon you. Uh, the archer closes. Oh, good. I'm now covered by the bulk of a person. Yeah, Thank actually, you. you're prone, which Thank means it's disadvantage for that. The uh, <laughs> arrows fly, arrows fly, arrows fly. Okay, so um, you guys, they don't even try to shoot because you go down. Uh, but uh, one of his buddies gets shot, and also uh, another arrow misses, and another arrow hits Ogrim. So, Ogrim, you're going to take uh, eight damage. So, nice solid hit. And that is the archers and the red caps turn. It is now, I believe, Grio. Okay. God damn, Razzafrazin! Okay, what's the stats for the gun? The gun casts magic yeah. missile at fifth level. Okay, just one magic mm-hmm. missile. Just, eh. Yeah, but at fifth level, so it's like five darts, and they don't miss. Right. Or get a a chart. I could also just give you guys a base damage, and just we could just go with that. But that's a, or you just roll it once and multiply it. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, it's one, two, three. Goddamn, Razzafrazin, shoot at me, will you? From the ground behind Gary. <laughs> Eight damage. Eight damage to a, a thing. Which thing? One of the archers? Oh. Uh, You're firing back. Who just right? booted me? Who who just booted me off? Oh, uh, that would be a red cap. There's a, there's a red cap standing directly in front of you. Yeah, fuck Eight that damage guy. in his face. Eight, eight damage in his face. Okay, 19. Uh, he's taking 19 damage. Okay, so is that all you're doing? Other than that, I just crouch behind this sturdy bulwark right now. I'm only two and a half feet tall. That's a sturdy bulwark that I'm going to stand behind. And now it is Tyrannus. Tyrannus, the elevator gets I, to you. Ding! I, com- I calmly wait for the doors to open, and then I walk inside, uh, look at the buttons. Oh, this is the floor I'm supposed to be on. I press it. I tap my foot away. Ding! Okay, so... <laughs> and he's just singing to the elevator music. Gary! Not in the Northmost Tower. It is definitely... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Frosty with me. I love this song. 
<laughs> they're a bunch of cheap asses, and they uh, they don't actually have a radio service. They're playing the demo reel from one of the radio services. You only get like 22 seconds of each, or like eight seconds of each song. Uh, Where it's it's only playing the royalty free amount of songs, yeah, so it can be, like which is allowed. definitely the one we will be playing. <laughs> Gary, it's back to you. You are prone on the ground in front of an angry red Dying. cat. Ah. Uh, uh, you, you said that we get a potion of stop fucking dying, right? Yeah, you have one superior healing potion. Uh, well, how much health is that? What, what's the dice roll on that? Hold on, I have it in my... I've just pulled it in my inventory. Let me look for you. Okay. Uh, 48... Or, sorry. you 8d4 plus 8. Okay. 5... 35 damage. Okay, cool. Um, so, I have little dick bite who is standing over the top of me. And, uh, other little dick bite being bitten by my imp. You, are you taking Actually, the no, potion? No, okay. well, I don't know. It takes, like, a standard action to, to drink a potion. I know. Okay. Um, I attack, I guess. Actually, no, I'm going to, I'm going to play defensively. And, uh, so Gary doesn't stand all the way up, but just skitters away like his spider imp. And, uh... He casts poison spray in the red cap's face as he does so. Okay, so he mutters something in a language people don't understand. Something, something. My father Krampus right. spits in his hand and casts poison spray in the gnome's face. If you cast the spell, you won't be able to disengage without taking an attack of opportunity. Okay with that? I get up and run away to take a health potion. Okay. Because <laughs> I'll fucking die. Okay. If I try to fight him, I think. Okay. Um. So Gary just flees. I have two imps left. Ah. Uh, Did you cast? Oh, because you have the one always, right? I have my familiar and the second one that I summoned. So Gary just flees, and uh, Spider Imp bears down upon the douche gnome, and the imp that was already on his face bears down upon the douche gnome, and they both attack. It's David. Don't go away, sandbag. I rolled a four because fuck me, <laughs> and uh, nineteen. Uh, so what hit? It's a hit. The nineteen's a hit. Yeah, I know. That's fucking crap damage. Uh. Four piercing damage, and he has to make a DC 11 saving throw or suck dicks again. Alright, so he succeeds on the save. So, half damage. Damn. Fuck this guy. Six damage. Six? Yeah. Alright, so you drop that guy, actually. Uh, and then the... Is that the end of your turn? Yeah. Alright, so that red cap goes down, uh, screaming for his ally to please deck their halls for me! And then... It's now Ogrim's turn. Ogrim, you're within range to assault anybody you wish. Uh, I pull out my book. Uh, it's going to take a standard action. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say to any of our Warlock players who are listeners, uh, don't fucking bother with lesser summon demons. Not fucking worth it. Those imps have done more damage um, than you have. <laughs> because I was dying from wasting my turn summoning two 10 HP things. No, you're dying because you stepped forward into the melee as a warlock. <laughs> I will pull out my crossbow, to which I've already applied uh, purple worm poison to. <laughs> I, uh, I want to stop everything right now, and I want to say that we have built like a combined number of a dozen or so warlocks, and no one has cast Eldritch Blast yet, and it seems... I don't have it. Neither do I. What? Yeah. Chose not to take it. Yeah, didn't take it. What? What? <laughs> R- Randall, what did they just say to me? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not a warlock here. You're on your own. <laughs> oh, I, uh, what do you do? Three cantrips, man. All right, what do you do? Who do you shoot with that poison, bud? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to uh, pick one of the archers and, and hit him. 
All right, uh, you fire at the archer. The archer has... I almost guaranteed to hit him because I rolled a 17 before my plus six. Oh, yeah, you hit him. He's just in leather armor. This, this, and he's When I say that he's an elven scout, what I really mean is the four-and-a-half-foot-tall, cap-wearing, green-tunicked one from the old films. Link! Yes! You're shooting Link in the face. Yay! I'm sorry, don't you well, mean Zelda? Well, Link just took... Kid Link, too. Uh... Link just took uh, five damage from that, but I already tipped all my arrow, all my things with poison. What's my? Poison? Give him the worm juice. Yeah, he's got the gray worm poison, which is uh, he needs to make a Constitution save. All right, so you did uh, what? DC nineteen. What was the base damage though? Five. All right, five, and then a DC nineteen. Yes. Yeah, that's a fail, bud. So what happens to him? Um. What's eight and six? Uh, Four, fifth, 14. 13? 14? 14. Uh, 24. Okay. Gonna be doing this a while. 12d6 damage. Uh, don't worry about it. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> he has 16 hit points. You've already done five. There's the minimum is 13 damage. Uh... Okay, so you've downed one Wood Elf Scout. As he slow... As he just sort of gets poisoned to death, he... He, he, he starts to say gibberish, and he says, Say hello. Wait, hold on. Guys, go for his sugar plum. Dude, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And uh, his allies uh, turn, and uh, they both fire upon you. Uh, the two scouts fire upon Agram. That's a miss. What's your armor class, Agram? Fifteen. Yeah, that's two misses. That's this that's junk. <laughs> Oh, they get two ranged attacks. My bad. Let me try again. That's a one. That's a hit. All right. So, they do that good, good D8 again. All right. This time you're... Oh, wow. That's a good shot. They don't want to roll below a seven, bud. You take uh, 10 damage this time from an, ar- from an arrow. And, uh... Ouch. Grio, you are standing in front of an angry red cap. Grio, what's your armor class? Uh, 14. Okay, that's a hit. That's a miss. That's a miss, so that's good news for you. You take nine slashing damage from his wicked sickle. Ow! Scrape you! And he says, sail out of that nutcracker! And he swings at your genitals. Mine are carried internally! Which is the only thing that saves your poor, poor nuts. Uh, it is now Grio's turn. What does Grio do? Grio goes, <laughs> You think you have best? I have best! Uh, what's the AC, Jay, for him? Uh, it's 13. Oh, good, I, ro- I rolled a 14, plus 5. Okay. That was good. That could have been that's, really bad. That's plenty. <laughs> uh, 2d8 as I put a bolt of frost into his face. Okay. For, no, not bad, 11 damage. 11 damage, alright. Yep. That's gonna put him, yeah, he's at 26 now. And he is reduced by, his speed is reduced by 10 feet. Okay, do you move at all? Because that might not matter to him. I stick out my tongue and go, Oh boy, I'm going to wrap your presents. <laughs> Nearly old fingers, can't tie a bow, can't tie a bow, can't tie a bow. Nothing you've done so far has hurt him more than what you just said. <laughs> he dies. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, that's Grio. Turnus, uh, the doors... 
uh, open in the elevator, and just outside you see uh, your new colleagues uh, in the middle of a tussle in front of a large party of, of people. Uh, a few couple of archers in the back and a red cap that is assaulting the kobold, and scrambling back towards you is um, is Gary. I, I moved past Gary. I was like, out of the way, lad. And I'm going to attack the first motherfucker that steps up. Nobody's stepping up. It's your turn. Oh, no, I mean, like, whoever's closest. Uh, it's the red cap. Yeah, then I attack him. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, that's, uh... D- You're the guy stepping up, bud. Step up. Uh, d- d- 16. That'll hit. Smite. Oof, okay. You gotta send a message on the first one. I guess, yeah. I think that's pretty much gonna put him down, too. 11. 17. Alright, what does it look like when that uh, red cap dies? With a big old battle axe in his hand, he s- walks up to the first one, just chops his head clean off like a guillotine coming down, and just looks at the next one and just gets ready to attack that one too as divine energy pulses off of him. Alright, so there are no more red caps. There are two archers at the other end of the hall, and uh, they are waiting for Gary's turn. Well, I still have another attack. Oh, there's no one near you, though. I know, I have a javelin. Oh, fuck. Well, then throw it. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I crit. Okay, that's another dead one. I probably don't need to go there, right? Yeah. All right. So I just pin another to the fucking wall with the javelin through his chest. Uh, One single remaining uh, scout in the back uh, is left, and he looks very rattled, and uh, it's Scary's turn. How down. far away is he? How far away is he? Uh, How far away is he, Jay? With he's uh thirty feet. Perfect. Thirty feet through a crowd. Well, first and foremost, my imp friends go to say hello. Okay, because they can fly. Yes. Man, uh, fucking what's a hit? Is it more than twelve? Um. Or is it more than eleven? It is thirteen. Fuck me. All right, first, both imps arrive. First imp misses. How does this affect my ability? Am I able to target him with a ranged weapon? Uh, yeah, he's standing up so that he wasn't uh, affected by the crowd. So technically, he's put himself at the same disadvantage that you would have been. Yeah, to be able to shoot me, I can yeah, shoot he, him. He's right? on like a higher ledge toward the back. All right. Uh, in light of the failure of my imp. Throw me! I really feel like you have shit on these imps, and they killed a guy. <laughs> I killed Fucking two guys. Imps. It's my dice. It's not even the imps' fault. It's my dice. I mean, that imp helped Tyrannus kill a guy. <laughs> it's not even. No, it's not even the imps' fault. It's my dice's fault. It's, <laughs> my dice are failing. My imps are failing me. Gary stands up and says, "Tulaka luga," and uh, fucking for Krampus. There's no need and for that sort of language on Solstice. <laughs> And uh, he hurls his Ilkwa at the other one, the last guy. Wait, you throw your sword? My spear, so- my sword spear, yes. Where did you get that? It's Smith. a South African weapon. It, Yeah, but like, the stats. <laughs> it's in D&D Beyond. Is it? It is in, it's in Beyond. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you? Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Actually, hang on. Question. It says range 1030. What does that mean? Does that mean that I have disadvantage at 30? Yeah. No, actually. Fuck it, that. No, I use my boomerang. It means you have disadvantage at 10. It is not what? possible to hit anything past 30. Oh, okay. Fuck it, Yola. Yeah, okay. My 18 was low. He hits. <laughs> okay. Uh, damage. Uh, 1d8 plus 4. Fucking 5 damage. That's... Yeah, well, he's... My dice. Yeah. They fucking hate me. He's a... <laughs> 
he was thinking about surrendering, but he seems he feels like there's no chance of survival, so he fires back uh, at um, well, who the fuck's the most terrifying? Uh, roll an attack of opportunity from your imps as he tries one last ditch effort to shoot at you. I, I'm not the most terrifying part. Yeah, it's the most recent that attacked him. His buddy did die, but you know. I'm also controlling two imps. Yeah, he's got a lot in his face. That's this guy's fault. They both hit. And he, he as for all he knows, you're out of javelins. <laughs> for all he knows. You, yeah. you no, it, I, I don't, as a DM who is smart and knows how this works. <laughs> 11 damage roll con. Uh, so, yeah, he does get a shot off that does four damage, but he dies. And now there's no enemies left. It's just a frightened crowd of people in front of you as William Clay steps forward out of the elevator now that everything is safe. Free eggnog! Gary pulls out a grenade. What do we do with the crowd? Uh, Jesus Christ. Nothing yet. First, we must figure out which one of them is Joseph Dasher. Where is Joseph Dasher? Leader of the Warlocks of Eight Reigns. And uh, I'm going to have him keep asking where this guy is. And you guys are going to uh, help him. Use a health potion. Go ahead and do that. Because you have the time. <laughs> and uh, also, you guys are just going to be generally doing some skill to help him weed out this man. Uh, uh, I'm going to walk up to the nearest scared-looking person, uh, who obviously isn't the person we're looking for. I'm going to point the machine wand right at their head and say, All right, he needs to volunteer his identity right now. We're going to start splattering people. Uh, as you do that, you notice that as far as no one being obvious, it's a little weird. Uh, everyone at this party is wearing uh, fake, or at least it appears to be, fake deer antlers. It seems to be like the theme. Uh, everybody has a mask on. It's sort of like a weird masquerade Christmas party. Um, there's all various races there. There's dwarves and gnomes and Aladrin and elves and even like some tieflings and stuff. Like it's a, It is a weird mix of people. Um, so as you put the gun to his head, are you rolling Intimidate? Yeah. Uh, 19. Okay. Um, you see uh, a lot of people who immediately throw their hands up and sort of get down on their knees, all proclaiming desperately they are not Joseph Dasher. Uh, see, that's nice and all, but now you're just making yourselves targets because I'm looking for Joseph Dasher. All right. And then William Clay continues. Yes, Joseph Dasher, high-packed keeper of Klaus. Sledding champion of seven straight years, and then would anybody else like to do a thing? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll pull out my book, walk up and grab somebody by the face, and read from the book. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> it's the season for giving, and I close the book. And I'm so glad that we wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Are you doing anything else, Jeff? Or is that it? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast vampiric touch on this guy. Um. Okay. So I'm going to do uh, 3d6 necrotic damage to him and take his health. You murder that man and you are fully healed. Perfect. <laughs> and then I'm going to look around and go, I hope he wasn't the man we were looking for. Uh, go ahead and roll and intimidate with that as w 18. William Clay continues. Ritual master of winter solstice, creator of beautiful snow globes, and top decorator of solstice pines. Which one of you is Joseph Dasher? Another bunch uh, are starting to get shifty after what uh, Ogram did. Uh, what about uh, what, what was uh, 
Griot doing? I run over to them and I go, I will t- make this icicle go where the sun don't shine. Uh, who are you talking to? Just a general. <laughs> the groups that are looking. Ner- the groups that are looking nervous. Uh, okay. Um, I can make one for each of you. One and more for each of you. Uh, it can snake through your bows like a little bit of a ice stick. All right. Uh, I'm gonna say that intimidate's <laughs> gonna get less and less effective, but you can keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I roll. Roll was an eighteen. Toll is twenty. Okay. Uh, the one. One of the uh, guys. Uh, hold on, let me pull up names here because they matter. So one of the people steps up and is like, "Excuse me, hey, let me help you." Uh, hi, my name's Terry Dunder, and I just want to say there's no need for this. I will tell you everything you need to know. Uh, a few of the others step forward and say, "Dunder, you shut the fuck up." Speak, Dunder, as I just start twirling it in my hands. Uh, so. Mitch, would you like to do anything as the last attempt? I mean, he said that he's gonna he's gonna tell us, right? Yeah, but there's a bunch of other people telling him to shut up. Okay, so uh, Gary has gone to retrieve his Ilkawa. Uh, he throws back a health potion, the the big one, which, thanks to my familiar being within 100 feet of me, is of max effect, returning Gary to full health. Gary moves to the center of the crowd, throws back his tattered cloak, and says. And you interfere, will receive the gift of death. And as his embering armor is exposed, so is an aura of caustic flies as he cacks colloquial flies, which gives me advantage on Intimidate. Okay. Like I said, Intimidate's getting less and less effective. You've weeded it out at this point, I, I'm assuming. What'd you roll? Oh, fucking crap, because I'm Mitch today. Uh, I think, I'm checking my skills, but I think it's like a 13. Yeah, so as you do that... The rest of the party sort of, like, boils away to people who don't fucking matter. And there are still eight people who seem to be standing defiantly. And you guys are guessing that you've weeded this down to the Warlocks of Eight Reigns. uh, One of which seems to be Harry Dunder. Uh, You know that somewhere in this group is Joseph Dasher, who is the Ritual Master, the head of the group. The others are standing defiantly, all staring at Harry, giving him... uh, like silence words. They uh, they do not seem affected by any of your intimidation techniques. Oh, okay. I know what to do then. I blow off one of their kneecaps. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I believe you're supposed to take a seat. Her. Gary moves to within five feet of them, and they all start taking poison damage. Happy Solstice, everyone. Uh, um, roll. Uh, well, okay. uh, it's a magic missile gun, I believe. Uh, when no, I shoot, yeah, I know. Um, it hits. So, uh, yeah, the moment you guys start hurting everyone, Harry Dunder throws his hands up and he points at one of the guys immediately. It's like, it's him. He's Joseph. Please stop hurting everybody. I did oh. not sign up for this. Oh, I like Harry here. Can we keep Harry? Uh, yeah, keep keep Harry. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I like Harry. You gonna be my friend, Harry? Uh, I pull out my book. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. The best gift. <laughs> Is given from the heart. I look Harry in the eyes and go, Should I take your heart? Okay, can you fucking not? I just said I liked Harry. You're just completely ignoring me at this point. Hey, hey, Augur, uh, uh, what's what's your name? Me? My name's Harry Dunder. What's yours? This isn't the way to do business. Yeah, see, see, I like Harry. Oh, Harry. Like I said, that's that's Joseph Dasher. There's no need to get any more violent. And, uh... Okay, thank Clay, you. Clay's tufts have already grabbed Joseph Dasher and are leading him toward the elevator. Uh, 
Clay is telling you guys to secure this room, get everybody uh, sort of under control, and keep an eye out on them all as he moves the elevator. And just as he's getting on the elevator, he says, I'm going to talk to our friend Joseph uh, in the uh, in the executive suite. And just as that happens, you guys all hear on your sending stones the sound of a voice. Uh, the voice is trying. It seems like it is calling for help. Uh, this is 911 calling Police. 911 calling Police. Uh, the tower is being taken. The tower is being taken. And he nods at everybody. He says, one of you get up to the next floor and see who's doing that. Oh, who wants it? I'm it. on it. I'll scrabble. Scrabble, scrabble, All right, scrabble. I'll, I'll take this room, I guess. <laughs> Harry, you go be my friend. Yeah, somebody's got to watch this group of, I'll watch. of warlocks. I'll watch How are we splitting up? I'm, I'm scrambling up the stairs. Uh, I'm the fastest. I'll just be up there. Yeah, who, hold on. So, yeah, so Ogrim is the fastest, so he can just beat everyone to it. Is it Ogrim who's going for, who's going to go up there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, um, as you're going, uh, you run past and, uh, Theo, the small gnome, kind of calls at you. We're not sure what floor it is, so check them quickly as you go and I'll try to dial it in. And, uh, he says, so two or three of you can go check, but you are going to need a certain number of people to stay here with the, uh, the hostages. Um, William Clay informs you that not to kill hostages because we need leverage on Dasher. Uh, who wants to stay with the hostages and who's going to help search floor to floor looking for whoever did this alarm? I'll stay with the hostages. What about the man on the stone? Need he live? Man on the stone. Which one's that? The, the one on the sending stone. Uh, no. Kill I'm him. ashing Clay. Yeah. Kill him immediately on sight. I'm on it. Uh, so who's going? It's Ogram and... Gary. Gary? And Grio. Okay, so you three are going. Uh, all the other Tusks will stay with Tyranus to watch the main floor here. Uh, Agram, you get to the next floor up and see no sign of anyone uh, before... So are you guys taking the stairs or the elevator? I'm taking the stairs. I, I, I said I was I'm going to take the elevator. As as I heard this coming. Okay, which floor do you want to go to? This is a 50-floor tower. You guys started on floor 12 with this party. Uh few floors up is going to be where William Clay is going to take Joseph Dasher. And somewhere in there, in the that 30-some-odd floors, is going to be where this happened. Theo is going to try to narrow it down. I'm going to the floor above where they're meeting. Okay. I'm just I'm going, going to systematically hit the floors. There. Did one of you bring more rope? I've only got 100 feet. <laughs> so Cleo is running behind Ogram. Uh, how fast does Cleo run? Grio, sorry. Uh, Grio, uh, Grio runs um, slow. Well, double move, 60 feet. Okay, 60 feet. Uh, so, yeah, Ogram, you're going to outpace him. You get to the next floor, make a perception check. Um, and I think I have I think I have proficiency in perception, so let's see what I got. That is a... It's not much, it's like 11. Uh, you, your, your glance at this floor leads you to believe that there's nothing here. I move on. Okay. Uh, Grio, you follow up behind him. Do you want to look at around this floor more, or do you want to just keep up with him? Uh, are there thin windows? Uh, yeah, the whole building is wrapped in the thin sheets of ice that make windows. Okay. Then, uh, I bend the water out, make a nice little cup that I can stand on, and I start driving pythons into the outside of this tower, climbing up. 
So you, you're breaking your way outside and you're going to climb the outside? Yes. Okay. Do you climb faster than you walk? <laughs> no, but I can see other places. But he is a kobold and fuck your logic. <laughs> over the radio, over the sending stone, you hear Gary. Jingle, jingle all the way. When I find the calling man, I'll slay. Uh, Bait of Krampus you'll receive. I'll send you to your grave this eve. Um, so yeah, everybody's sending stones starts to get the white staticky noise of a blizzard as uh, it picks up what's going on with Grio and uh, <laughs> makes it kind of hard to hear his singing, but, you know, it's there. There's just sort of this underlying blizzard noise. Uh, the next floor, roll another perception check. Uh, Argrim. Mitch, you will be getting okay. to your floor this after this round. Yeah, I figured. Ooh, that's a good uh, twenty-two. All right. So once again, you can you tell that there's been no sign of anyone on this floor. It seems dead. Uh, Next. So keeping on, keeping on. Uh, Grio, roll climb. I guess. I'll go ahead and. I was gonna say survival. No, it, it's climb, bud. <laughs> Is there a climb? Athletics. It's athletics. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. Fifteen. Uh, the pittance will give you uh, advantage. Yeah. All right. Twenty-one. Natural twenty. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you you make good time. You end up on the outside checking the outside windows while he's kind of got the interior. You can get an outside view into these rooms. Um, Just here. You know, from your vantage point, I will give you this. About five floors up from where you are, there is a floor with lights on. I look up. Uh, Mitch, your elevator opens uh, ten floors up from where you began, I believe. Yeah. Okay. And, Something like that. Yeah. And uh, it opens up. Uh, roll your perception. Or, you know, I could also allow investigate. My apologies. What, for me? Nah, for if, when you're investigating the rooms. So, Mitch. Well, I can take a zero or a negative one, so I'm going to take my zero and go with six. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you, you, as far as you can tell, there's no one on this floor. <laughs> there's a top half. There's a top half, Dice. You go to 20. You go all the way to 20. Uh, obviously, it is not. But yeah, you sense that there is no reason to look over this floor anymore. Fucking my imps. I'm going to have my imps assist me. I still have imps, damn it. I'm going to use Creo, them. We're all going to fail this shit. Creo, do you relay the information that you've just figured out? Uh, 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 uh. Lights, lights, lights on far above. Pretty, pretty lights. Pretty, pretty lights. Seen in the northern sky. Uh, one of, one of my imps is dumb as fuck, and the other one has a 20. <laughs> the other one has spot. a 20. Yeah, you, you, sense, you sense nothing on this. Uh, it's not in that 20, but it's a 20. Ogrim, third floor. Which is more like this, the the 15th floor, but... 23. You, you sense nothing, but with that roll, you do hear uh, something coming from above you. There seems to be some noises coming from above you. Very muffled, very faintly. What's a presence I've been given? I move up. Book. Uh, Pull out my book. <laughs> uh... Grio, roll climb again, and now you hear the sound of strange tinkling bells uh, coming from far off in the distance out in the blizzard, and the look of colored red and green lights that are swirling around. It seems that this mish- this uh, this alert has gotten out to someone, and someone is coming to investigate. Ah, uh, uh, 
we got bogeys incoming. Def, 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 definitely bogeys incoming. Um, yeah, 14J. Uh, definitely bogeys. Uh, Clay says, we will handle it. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Grio. And, uh... Roger, Dodger. Yeah, very soon after that, you hear uh, the sound of one of your stones. Uh, you overhear uh, Theo rolling uh, and lying to whatever's coming uh, on the police line. The, sorry, the pole ice line. That, uh, that there's nothing going on. It was a false alarm. We're sorry. Um... Mo- and uh, just about everything turns away except for one flashing light that seems to be still coming your way. Uh, roll your climb. 14. It was 14. All right. So you're up another floor. Uh, uh, Mitch, you come down another floor. Yeah. The highest is a 14. Okay. Uh, once again, no signs here. Um you you don't sense anything, uh, Agram. What's what's on this floor? Uh, this floor is uh, it's like offices. It's a lot of a lot of these weird like. I cast bonfire on the staircase. Good call. <laughs> no one's coming up. That's for damn sure. It only lasts like a round, doesn't it? Concentration, my dude. Oh, well, okay. So up to like ten minutes or some shit. Let me check. Up to one minute. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Agram. What do you do? You heard noise above you. I go up. Okay. Uh. You go up one more flight, but without even looking up, you can hear the other guy yelling uh, and screaming, going, No, come back! Turn back around! And uh, you know that it's up one more floor. Okay, I get up there. Okay. Uh, Roll another climb check. Grio and Mitch. uh... Fifteen. All right, uh, you can hear some faint yelling coming through one of the open windows on this office, so you know that it's coming from below you. Seems to be one window to another. You can also hear the weird, quiet laughter of Grio climbing the outside wall. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Just scrambling up, just scrambling up. Grio, always (laughs) the climber. Agram. At this point, Gary takes the stairs. Okay. Uh, Agram, you find yourself... In a different floor. This one seems to be under construction. There's lots of beams and big sheets of ice and other things lying around. And you see that the lights are on on this floor as well as a a large uh, machine that seems to be used for for shaving ice. And uh, it seems to have recently been turned on because you didn't hear it a second ago. Uh, what do you do as you enter this room? You see no sign of an intruder. I guess I look around uh, for not much. Ten. Okay. Um, you find yourself uh, standing in front of this this machine, uh, and uh, it's still going, causing a lot of noise. So you can't really hear anything, and uh, you don't you still don't see anything. Uh, come out if you're hiding. I'll find you eventually. Uh, as you say that, a blast of energy strikes you uh, from the side that is trying to... that carries with it a lot of force. What's your armor class? 15. Uh, it's gonna be a... What's your spell modifier? That's a hit. And he gets... Ooh, gets two of them that hit. As an Eldritch Blast collides into the side of your body, you take 
uh, nine damage, and you are pushed ten feet toward this ice chipper. Uh, I need you to roll a uh, reflex saving throw to avoid your hand ending up in this machine as you try to as you are knocked backwards. All right, eighteen. Eighteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, you uh, you. Tr- Almost put your hand to protect you, but instead you kick up and fly over the top of it rather than land on it. Uh, and land on the other side, uh, not prone, but, you know, like in a, in a jumper stance or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, from the side, you see a figure uh, with a blasting rod in similar robes to the men below, to the warlocks of eight that you met below. Uh, and he has sprouting from his head, uh, antlers, just like they did. And he is attacking you. Roll initiative. Okay. Oh, he's also in a ladrin. Or he appears to be in a ladrin. 20. All right, go ahead. Make your, uh, make your go. Everybody else roll initiative to see if you can get involved soon enough. Uh, Jay, I sent a question that's pretty important. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use lightning lure. I'm going to cast Lightning Lure, which will create a lash of lightning energy that strikes at one creature of your choice that you can see. It is Lightning Lure have a long enough range, Jeff? I think it's only 15 feet, right? It is only 15 feet. How far away is he? Uh, he's... Let's, let's, let's just roll that sort of semi-randomly. He's, he's within range. Okay, cool. And he's pulled... He stepped uh, out from behind a sheet of, uh, of opaque ice. You have to uh, succeed in a strength saving throw over 15. Or you're going to be pulled 10 feet in a straight line towards me. He rolled a natural 16. Did I give him a penalty to strength? I don't think so. I think he's fine. All right. Does it do damage? Because he succeeded uh, at that. Yeah. It does. Spells diminish. Uh, hold on. It I does 2d8 damage. Target only when he gets pulled within five feet. Really? So if he succeeds oh. the, if he succeeds the save, it doesn't do any damage. Oh, weird. Okay. Okay, good to know. All right. So he succeeds. So nothing. Uh, it yeah. is... His turn. He continues by firing. Let me see here. Uh, as you cast spells at him, he uh, turns to you, he utters a dark word, and he casts synaptic static. She's uh, point within range and cause psychic energy to explode there. Each creature in a 20-foot radius sphere set it on that point must make an intelligent saving throw. So make a save. You need to beat a DC of 16. That's stiff. Hmm. An intelligence save, you said? Yes. I didn't beat it. Uh, so, yeah, you take 29 psychic damage, Jeff. I take 20 psychic damage? 29. 29. 29? Yes. Well, that puts me on a death saving throw right there. Uh, I only had 28. Guys, uh, what do you guys do on your turns? You hear the I'm sound of there. spells being cast below and above you, respectively. I am trying to get there, and based on my initiative, I will be the next one rolling dust. Actually, no. Fuck you. Come to think of it, because I can do this, I have a a thing that comes... I'm going to use my luck. I have the luck feat. Okay. What does... Fuck. Try I, can re-roll, I can re-roll one of my rolls. Well, you said fuck, so what happened? <laughs> so I only rolled up to a nine, which puts me at two higher on my... No, <laughs> I probably still don't clear it. You are you are dying. Uh, what do you uh, What do you guys do? You guys are running. Uh, still dying. Uh, Strana, roll me a climb check. Let's see if you can get closer. Nineteen. <laughs> you guys arrive 
Uh, I don't. I, yeah, I you, do my you, job. You are the only one who can't hear anything unless it's over the rate the uh, the stone. Uh, you guys arrive I, I, I uh, first. Grio uh, moving through the the ice wall, and you get there just in time to see a shadowy figure disappear around a corner. And uh, you and uh, Gary both show up, and a illusion spell has been cast on the chest of Ogram. And it simply says, Now I have a machine wand. Ho, ho, ho. Are there ducks? And that's the end of that I episode. Through the ducks. <laughs> I slit his throat. <laughs> you, My wait, throat? you kill Ogrim? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> hey, tavern goers. Thanks again for joining us for another adventure on Torchlit Tavern. Hopefully you've been listening to us leading up to Arc 4, but if not, you can always go back to our beginning, or, if you are less inclined, I have provided a summary of the story so far at the beginning of episode 50. If you are looking for other ways to listen to us, we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Podbean, or any of your preferred podcasting services. Please continue to share, like, and most importantly, rate us on whatever your preferred service may be. We have no designs on any vast empire, but the more you help, the more we can share our small, silly story with others. If you truly love our show and want to go above and beyond our dreams, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon backslash Torchlit Tavern where we can reward you with bonus content, including blooper episodes, additional lore, or bonus episodes. If you wish to reach out to us, you can contact us directly at torchlittavern at gmail.com or visit our website at torchlittavern.com. We also can be found on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching Torchlit Tavern. You can find me, Jameson Oxford, on Twitter at Agent Beige. You can find Ryan at RyanSCBSantos on Twitter. You can find Jeff at big underscore j underscore the bad man on twitter and you can find randall on instagram at argo omega additional music used in this episode was from incompetech.com used under the creative commons license the songs used were dance of the sugar plum fairies up on a housetop we wish you a merry christmas and jingle bells by kevin mcleod thanks again for listening and don't forget feck your warlock dear